Welcome everyone to the Otaku Ryoho podcast, the first podcast all about anime from the Geek Therapy Network. I am Gian Ramos and I am accompanied by Josue Cardona. Hello! And we came up with this idea of what if we talked about psychological themes or like therapeutic themes in anime. Yeah, or using anime. Using yeah. anime as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we decided to name it Otaku Ryoho, which is a direct translation of geek therapy. We think so. We think it's just geek therapy in, in Japanese. I trust Google Translate on that. I trust Google Translate. Although it's failed me frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, for now, I think it works. <laughs> I, think it works. I don't know if tonally it translates mm-hmm. in Japanese. Yeah. But... uh. But the words translate. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Welcome to Geek Therapy in Japanese. Otaku Ryoho. Am I saying it right? Yeah. It's a... Uh, Ryoho? Ryoho. Ryoho. Yeah. Okay. So... Oh. It, Is it otaku or otaku? Otaku. Otaku. I think. Yeah. Ryoho. Yeah. I'm not a Japanese speaker, but I'm trying to learn. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> and so... You know what's interesting, actually, is that I was sort of uh, trying to research the word otaku, and the words geek, the words otaku, and the more frequently used word in TikTok, weeb, um, are three concepts that they used to all be derogatory terms mm-hmm. towards people who had you know intense love for a specific fandom. Yeah. yeah. So I found that very interesting because independent of which culture we come from um there was also there was always this sort of um movement against it yeah yeah and a retaking of that concept <clears throat> to come back yeah so welcome to otaku ryoho what do we do here in otaku ryoho we pick an anime and we talk about psychological themes in it i thought it was the other way around well uh, we're doing that yeah we're going to do it the other way around <laughs> So so maybe right. I mean, this is this is episode one. This is what we're thinking, right? So yeah. my my understanding was we'll decide like, oh, I really want to talk about this particular topic, and then I want to use this anime that I think really illustrates it really well, mm-hmm. and that will get the conversation going. And mm-hmm. then we can always bring up other anime to talk yeah. about, um, and then have like a free flowing conversation from that. But that kind of sets up the topic for the episode. Yeah, I think we should. It, it it's sort of divided by rounds, mm-hmm. and I think we should sort of title the episodes that way like round one round two okay and so what we're doing is that we're alternating so in this episode Josue could um suggest a theme within a with an anime with it and so in the second episode i will be the one suggesting a theme and so it'll be like different rounds alternating who gets to pick an anime for the next episode yeah and i thought that format would be pretty interesting yeah it would be kind of fun and so let's talk about anime and sort of our personal history with it. Okay. okay. So what's your personal history with anime? So I grew up in Puerto Rico. I was born here. Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing, like there was a lot of anime in Spanish on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like early in the morning, I, so I think that the first anime that I ever saw was Ranma. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. I don't really like. I didn't really watch it. Like I don't remember. I don't know anything about it other than like, did he change genders? Is that what he did? Right? Yeah. Well, that's a whole conversation on gender right there. But I, I don't. <laughs> I haven't even yeah. thought about in in like twenty years. But mm-hmm. uh, because I, again, I don't really know the show. But I'm pretty sure that's my first exposure to it. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, when I was real little, he used to he used to love to show me stuff that he watched when he was a kid. Okay. So that was like old batman serials and old westerns and zorro and black and white and tarzan serials and he would get these videos and show me and the one cartoon that he used to watch when he was a kid that he loved was astro boy Mm -hmm. and i didn't know until many years later i was able to come back to him and say hey dad i think you showed me like my first anime that i ever followed he was like really i was like yeah Astro Boy is from it's from japan it's like Mm -hmm. the original anime and he had no idea where it was Mm -hmm. from it was just one of the only cartoons and probably his favorite cartoon from when he was little. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what's, what's actually pretty funny is that my experience with Astro Boy and parents was 
completely different. Okay. In the sense that my I remember my mother always having conversations with me, telling me like, "I don't get why you like these Japanese cartoons. They're so weird and stuff like that." And she would always sort of criticize my love for anime. But then it was hilarious because we had this one conversation. I remember that she was like, "You know what cartoons I used to watch?" There was this cartoon that was called Astro Boy. And I was like, <laughs> Astro Boy? And she was like, yeah, Astro Boy. Like, it was a Spanish cartoon. And like, he, he was my first fictional boyfriend. <laughs> she, always says, she always says. And I was like, your favorite cartoon was anime growing up. It was translated anime. And yeah. I found that hilarious. Yeah. My understanding is that because of the pro proximity of Spain... To Japan, right? Like, to, like on that side of the world, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff was, and its popularity earlier on, yeah. a lot of stuff was translated into Spanish before it was translated into English. Mm -hmm. So, I know that, like later on, I would watch, uh, like I watched Dragon Ball GT mm -hmm. and a lot of Z yeah. in Spanish because it was already translated in Spanish twice mm -hmm. in Spain and in um, and in Mexico before it was ever translated into English. So even before like like the subs were available, right? With like with, yeah. So so it was one of those things where I would go to the video store and they had copies in Spanish. Mm -hmm. so remember, I watched GT before it ever came on TV. Like I had no idea that GT existed, but it was all translated in Spanish for me. Yeah, I had a lot of friends uh, that watched uh, Dragon Ball Z in Spanish. It was a Saturday morning cartoon, yeah. and what I found very interesting is that the Spanish edited version was not as censored as the English version. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um when you would watch um WB Kids TV yeah, that yeah, had yeah. anime yeah. that it was highly sort of like edited and censored. Yeah. Like Cardcaptor Sakura was like completely chopped up. They, yeah. they took off so many episodes of that. All the queer representation and especially in Sailor Moon as well. Mm -hmm. I think in One Piece, they rebranded a lot of the stuff. So beer was no longer beer. It was like apple juice or something like that. Yeah. Cigarettes were lollipops. Um, Even in the, the original dubs in, in English for Dragon Ball Z, which were the pioneer dubs, mm -hmm. I believe, they did things like I always remember in, I think... I think it's Raditz that expl uh, he blows up a helicopter mm -hmm. and then you hear Goku or somebody is like, Oh, everybody's okay. I saw them. I saw them uh, parachuting away. They're, 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 they're okay. Mm -hmm. But really like they just exploded the helicopter. But uh -huh. there was like these weird censoring versions and the way they would cover up uh, Goku's genitals, you know, with like a rock uh, that yeah. was painted and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They did a lot of things like that. Yeah. But in the Spanish versions, there was none of that. No, yeah. there was none. There's actually a YouTube video on it. Yeah. That's pretty good. I can't remember. <laughs> but the title is like why Lat anime Latin America was better or something like that. <laughs> and it was a it's a pretty good YouTube video, so you should watch it. Okay. But we went on a tangent there. So we are, yeah. um your experience with anime started with watching Astro Boy from your father and probably, yeah. 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 And then after that, like Sailor Moon early in the morning while we're getting ready for school and mm. a few like i didn't watch i didn't like to watch tv in spanish so that's mm -hmm. why i really didn't watch like i watched gt when i was a teenager because i needed more mm -hmm. more dragon ball in my life i yeah. needed to watch the movies you know it's like there's movies yeah trying broly what's up broly mm. right uh so stuff like that but uh yeah probably the biggest uh like surge in in anime in my life was toonami Mm -hmm. on, on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Once they started showing shows on Toonami, that was it. Yeah. That's that's where... I mean, that's where they show Dragon Ball, but there were other shows there too. Yeah. That's when I really got into it. And then I just started buying stuff uh, as, as much as I could and renting. When Netflix started, there was mm -hmm. another company called Green Scene. Okay. It was like G-R-E-E-N-C-I-N-E. Mm -hmm. I'm almost certain they don't exist anymore, but it was the same type of setup. You would order um, DVDs over the mail, and they had just tons of anime because mm -hmm. Netflix really didn't have anime. But Green Scene had obscure movies, and they even had porn. <laughs> they had all sorts of stuff, <laughs> but they had all sorts of anime. So if it existed, they probably had a copy. So I, w I saw so many things. I used to keep a record of all the DVDs I watched. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't have that anymore. I wish I. I wish I could find that. 
but I watched a lot of anime that way because I could access it, right? Like I could afford to pay a green scene subscription and it was way cheaper than buying VHSs or, or DVDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's how you started collecting them mm-hmm. and you developed a sort of more deeper relationship with anime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bought so much anime. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I bought a lot of anime. <laughs> about, about at what time was your sort of like anime birth? I mean, I guess when, when was I watching Toonami? I must have been, it was definitely high school. I must have been mm. a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Either freshman or sophomore in high school. Okay. That's when it was for me. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's when I, like, I knew what anime was, right? Like, mm-hmm. before that, I was watching, like, even the Pokemon series and Yu-Gi-Oh! And Sailor uh-huh. Moon and stuff like that. You're watching it Saturday morning, a Digimon. Like, I didn't know that was anime. To yeah. me, those were just Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. It wasn't until, like, high school, I was like, oh, this is something else. Mm-hmm. I need to go to Suncoast Video and buy <sighs> and buy VHSs and, and DVDs of these, of these uh, yeah. shows. Yeah. Let me... Um informed the audience a bit about uh the history of suncoast in puerto rico okay 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 (laughs) so there used to be um i know there's suncoast still in the united states are there yeah i've seen them okay uh recently but it was the same it was the same company as sam goody Mm -hmm. and i think there was a third company they're like they were all the same company and they just had different specialty Mm -hmm. stores so back in the day, that was like the place to go shop for anime, I think, because they had like a whole wall of DVDs. Mm-hmm. And as I was growing up, like that was the place where I bought all my anime. And one yeah. day the store just closed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to me, that was like, how am I going to access my anime now? Yeah. And back then, like my parents didn't trust, you know, uh, the Internet to for shipping and stuff. Yeah. So I I no longer had access to that. And from then I started reading manga at Borders bookstore, yeah. which was the only like big chain bookstore that we had in Puerto Rico. Gotcha. And then Borders closed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like everything that ever mattered to me dies here in Puerto yeah. Rico. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I I I get it. Yeah. I, I completely understand. Best Buy finally opened and like that they had, but like mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean it became a thing you had to start ordering. Yeah, oh, man. Well, things are very different now, aren't they? Yeah, they're really <laughs> different. Now we have streaming. Now we have access. Yeah. Ooh. So, streaming from so many different places. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's like a good like intro history stuff. Okay. I guess I think right. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that was like formative. I mean, at that point in high school, I was just spending all my money on on anime, on anime and video yeah. games, right? But like, probably mostly anime. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I miss all those um, DVD cases and boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good times, good times. So my personal history with anime starts very similarly. Uh, I'm also from Puerto Rico. In case you haven't noticed, um, how could they notice? I don't know. I've <laughs> talked about Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, and so I also grew up with Dragon Ball Z, I think was my first anime. And then Gundams and mm-hmm. Toonami and stuff like that. Yeah. But again, none of this stuff was anime. It was sort of like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Digimon. Um, I was a big Digimon fan. Like huge Digimon. Tangent. Fan. I went to the movies to see Weathering with You mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago. And on the screen, they gave the trailer for the new Digimon movie. What? And it's like, like the kids are older. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's, it's like, it's like, what is happening? I'm yeah. in my 30s and there's, there's a new Digimon movie and it looks amazing. Yeah. And there's like nostalgia. In the- Continue. Sorry. Have you seen Digimon Try? I, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, Probably not. Okay. But yeah. It's like nostalgia fuel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I always remembered watching these uh, Digimon specifically. I remember I watched before my parents took me to church. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a Sunday morning cartoon. Yeah. And sometimes they would cut an episode early to get 
to church early. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you have real problems with God growing up. <laughs> but um, you're, just, you're just angry the yeah. whole service. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, but what if I just want to watch Anjuman? Just be an angel, you know? Um, but oh. then my brother started collecting anime. And I have no idea. I think it was because we went to a cousin's house that had a different TV provider mm -hmm. and they had access to an anime channel that yeah. was like channel number like 678 or something. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot what that channel was, but yeah. 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 We didn't have access to that channel. And so my brother, and actually wasn't it a, what is it primarily in Spanish? It was like a European channel. Cause I remember in the States, Uh, my mom didn't have it, yeah. but here some people. I, I think it was Directv that offered it. Mm -hmm. I think almost certain. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember I wanted to watch a lot of anime there. I was like, "Oh, they're giving oh, what? Oh, I forgot the Slayers. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Slayers try. I've never watched this version of it, and then it was only in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very so excited. I think yeah, we're all very excited. <laughs> um, my brother, I think, watched a single episode of Saber Marionette. Mm -hmm. Um, and he got hooked. And so he couldn't, you know, our cousins live like an hour away. And so when we visit, like, we don't always have permission to watch TV. Um, so he had to find a way to watch every episode. And so yeah. he started collecting anime, starting with Saber Marionette Jr. Um, and then he just started collecting anime yeah. so like i think he went from there to love hina and then he started collecting other anime and uh, i started bonding with him by watching the same anime that he was watching to the point where i was like hmm maybe i should collect anime <laughs> and uh, the first anime i bought for myself Ooh, okay was fruits basket I remember specifically watching, I think it was Yu Yu Hakucho, mm -hmm. which is Funimation. Yeah. And so the Funimation DVDs had trailers in them. Yep. So you could sort of like get an idea of which anime you wanted to watch next. Yeah. And yeah. I remember I was intrigued by the idea of hugging people of the opposite gender and turning it into an animal of the Zodiac. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just intrigued by the idea. And, you know, I'm very grateful for it. Uh, <laughs> it was my first anime at a point in my life where I was going through a lot of psychological turmoil. I think it gave me a lot of coping skills. And that's sort of part of my motivation of starting this podcast. Huh. I've actually written an essay for the geek therapy. Um, On the forum? Yeah. Cool. No, not on the forum, like oh, the uh, website, the blog, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, We there. published it once, yeah, and I right. think that should be on the show notes, yeah. Um, yeah. if you want to learn about that story a bit more, yeah. Um, and from then on, I just started collecting anime. And so, so you saw the 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 trailer for Fruits Basket mm -hmm. on a DVD of Yu Yu Hakusho, mm -hmm. and then you just bought the first one. I bought the first DVD. So, so because back then you would. Like, and I did this too. I would see it and I would be like, I'm going to buy this first one. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to buy the version that comes with a box mm -hmm. to put all the other ones in. Mm -hmm. I really hope I like this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because there was no, I wasn't reading any reviews or anything, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like sometimes you had reviews, but like on forums and stuff. But basically, you bought it and hope for the best, right? Yeah. Like, I hope, I, I really want that next one. <laughs> I never bought box sets. Like, I never trusted myself enough. Oh, really? To buy them. Because that was a trap. Yeah. Because, you would, because they knew, right? They would mm -hmm. sell you volume one. It's so funny. Instead of selling it with the last one, they mm -hmm. would sell it with the first one. Yeah. So then you'd buy the second, third, fourth, and you'd start mm -hmm. putting them uh, in there, yeah. right? And you start filling it out. It was kind of like, uh, it was a, the completionist yeah. um, in you, right? It was like, oh, I can't help myself. Yeah. And by the first one, you're like, oh, well, I, I got to buy the second one. Yeah. You know, so I was like pre-ordering them at Suncoast yeah. and picking them up the day they were ready. Yeah. Then again, I was pretty manipulative in the sense that um, sometimes 
I would start buying a series, <laughs> get my brother hooked on it, have him buy, and the then on the third DVD, I would be like, uh, you know, I don't have enough money for this. <laughs> and he was like, no, we have to finish watching this series. So he would like <laughs> buy the rest of the DVDs, and I would just coast on that. Uh, it was so good until he left for Ohio. And then I was like, nobody to buy my stuff. So yeah, I grew up like watching Fruits Basket. Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion was a big formative point for me. Yeah. Um, and I became like obsessed with Japanese culture, not yeah. just anime. Yeah. There was something about Japanese culture that I felt was sort of like lacking in my life. And I remember even telling my parents, like, I want to redecorate my room, but I want it to be Japanese. <laughs> and I remember um, telling my parents I wanted a kimono or something. <laughs> and, and they bought me, like, a Chinese uniform. <laughs> and... That reminds me of the sushi place here, Ikebana. Have you ever been to yeah. Ikebana? Mm -hmm. Where they used to... Mm -hmm. The girls would used to, uh, they used to have kimonos on. Mm -hmm. The cultural appropriation was um, mm -hmm. very interesting. Mm -hmm. it's like your sushi was coming in like completely fusion with like sweet plantains on it and stuff, but they, <laughs> but they had kimonos on. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's sort of my history with anime. I started collecting then um, DVDs. When Suncoast went down, I started collecting manga. And then when Borders came down, I had this sort of long period of like drought hmm. where I didn't have like the, I, I don't think it's attention span, but the just reading it digitally didn't do it for me. Okay. So I had like this big drought. And then I think sometime in college, I was like, I should start watching anime again. And then, you know, it was like revisiting my childhood. It yeah. was great. Do you do you still have any of those DVDs? In my old house, that where my parents live, there is a whole closet full of DVDs and manga, and they're always like trying to get us to sell them or like just donate them. Yeah, and yeah. most of them belong to my brother. To be fair, hmm. especially because he bought half of the series <laughs> <laughs> that I started. Um, yeah. But he's starting to sell them. Like, yeah. because now we have streaming services and Crunchyroll, he pays for Crunchyroll Premium so he can sell the anime yeah. that he can now watch it on Crunchyroll Premium. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Over the years, I've sold all of mm -hmm. it. The only thing, and I didn't plan this, but if you look over there, yeah, there's an Escaflone statue. Mm -hmm. That is basically the only thing that I still have left from all my collections. Mm -hmm. That statue came with a version of the movie mm -hmm. that was like a, a super collector's edition that came with a small, a smaller figure. And then mm -hmm. uh, Suncoast had this special with this giant um, statue. And I, I love it. And it's the only thing I still have. Mm -hmm. But basically everything else, every other DVD, I traded back into Amazon or I sold it on eBay. It's uh, it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something in not being able to sort of part with that, yeah. because, for example, I remember before Neon Genesis Evangelion came to Netflix, I was like, I want to watch it. Yeah, and then I remember that my brother took all those DVDs to Ohio, and I was like, Where do I watch this? And yeah, it was pretty hard for me. Man, I had Ava on VHS, then I bought them on DVD. Then I bought the Platinum Collection mm -hmm. on DVD. And then I don't even know if they came out on Blu-ray afterward. Mm -hmm. But Platinum Collection was the last thing that I bought. And I remember getting rid of that. I was so sad. This is, it, it, yeah, it was sad to get rid of most of that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that wraps it up for personal histories, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So let's start off with talking about what our favorite genres are. Ooh. What's your favorite genre of anime? It's got to be... I mean, it's got to be action. Like, action, like yeah, like yeah. I think, like shonen. Uh, or, you know, yeah, yeah, like like Dragon Ball Z is. Pro I can't. I'm unapologetically yeah. love Dragon Ball Z mm -hmm. and Super like mm -hmm. so so much. <laughs> yeah, I think if I had to keep just one anime to watch, I mean, obviously that's also like 700 episodes, mm -hmm. but I. I love them. I love them so much, and it's because of like the time when I watch them and everything. But I love like the whole thing. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's definitely my favorite. And and it's like I don't I love Dragon Ball Z, but I haven't like I I've never finished Naruto. I've I've honestly I've never seen One Piece. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I still think that that's like my favorite genre. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean. It's not about how much anime you've watched, which I think is something that happens a lot in the community where you hear people saying like, you know, if Naruto is your favorite anime, then you're not a true anime fan yeah. because, and you know, that's not true. Like if you like a anime, that makes you an anime fan. Yeah. And so if you like, if Shonen has like the characteristics that you look for an anime like action and yeah. just seeing that just that beautiful animation sort of play itself out even if you haven't watched all the most popular ones like yeah. you're a fan of shonen you're yeah. a fan of the genre right yeah. yeah i think so yeah yeah and shonen shonen is action is that is that what it refers to it's not action or do you shonen, refer to like the like the magazine like the shonen jump shonen or? is a genre that's anime geared towards young boys gotcha that's me so yeah <laughs> so um dragon ball one piece shonen jump specializes yeah. in yeah. anime meant for young boys right yeah 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 which yeah. isn't to say that women can't love shonen. no no of course yeah <laughs> so like like uh like yu yu hakusho would fall under that yeah yu yu hakusho is shonen uh what the about- opposite is shoujo which yeah. would be like Card Captor Sakura or Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. which are anime uh, geared towards young girls. Yeah, which I which I also like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I think Shonen probably that's mm-hmm. it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of different anime, but mm-hmm. I think probably that's my mm-hmm. that's my comfort food. So, what is it that you really like about Shonen? Like, what characteristics of it? So, I've thought about this over the years. Like, I just I just find it, mm-hmm. I just find it fun, but. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I love this idea of everybody is always getting stronger, mm-hmm. right? There's always like a big bad and ev- and the heroes always step up mm-hmm. to that to that new level, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they're always improving. There's yeah. there's always some way that that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, I just I just got caught up on My Hero Academia mm-hmm. and it was like they just had like a super saiyan moment right yeah in that show and i was like ah like you know like you live for those moments where it's like what's the next thing what's the next level up what are they going to come up with that we can get stronger but but in like as as an idea i love the self-improvement part Mm -hmm. it's like i believe that i can save this group of people i can be a hero and to do that i need to be a better version of myself mm-hmm. and there's always ways to to do that so yeah. i think that like in a nutshell that's that's probably mm-hmm. it you know i think i think yeah, yeah it's great i mean shonen always works with very good sort of like uh the frustration of not being strong enough yeah and yeah. the sort of like the opposite feeling of victory like empowerment when you finally find that skill that's going to get you to the next level yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people can definitely draw from Shonen. It's definitely something I draw from Shonen yeah. when I watch it. Yeah. Um, any other genres that really pop out to you as your favorite? So, um, so I I like a lot of like fantasy anime. Like probably one of my favorite ones is is Escaflone. Mm-hmm. Like the idea, I forget what it's called, but it's like it's a magical girl in a way because she like she gets transported from our world to their world. Mm-hmm. I forget the, the name of that type of show. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it's it's her Kisumi, I think, is her name. Man, I don't remember now. But it's one of, again. <laughs> I, I love the show. But the idea that like she goes into this medieval world mm-hmm. where Prince Vaughn controls this mecha dragon that transforms <laughs> into a robot but it's all like mechanical mm-hmm. you know because it, and it's like oh like i love uh, i love fantasy so i love that but i love sci-fi mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. so i like steampunk like i look there's so many different shows uh that that i like but i think there's a special part of uh me that loves like mecha anime like mm-hmm. the gundam shows i love um ava escaflone which is uh one that i saw Oh, uh, Razafon. Like, I really like Razafon. Like, mm-hmm. those shows, like, it's just this idea that you can control this giant mm-hmm. uh, mech. Like, I just read that for the 40th anniversary of, of Gundam, they're building a 40-foot-tall moving um, um, Gundam. Like, Gundam? it's the closest thing to a real Gundam that they've done. It's, yeah. it's like on a... 
uh, it's got it's not a hanger, but it's like I think it's a, it's called a hanger. So it's got this whole support structure for mm-hmm. it, but it can move. Yeah, right. Ah, and they're damn. gonna they're going to um, unveil it to the public in October. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see that so badly. Yeah, you know, there's a for years there were there were talks of like Weta doing an Ava movie. There's talks mm-hmm. of Brian K. Vaughn writing a Gundam movie now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Like even uh, what is it like Pacific Rim? Like I loved Pacific Rim just mm-hmm. because of, the, of being able to like I always imagine mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, like Transformers. I love Transformers mm-hmm. um, because it's like oh, this idea of these giant robots and yeah. stuff like that. Even the new movies, like I, I enjoy yeah. those movies because to me that's like the closest thing to live action yeah. Gundam type stuff that I can that I can watch. So I re- I really like those. But there's I don't know. There's tons of stuff that uh, I don't know what it is about uh, anime in general. Mm-hmm. I just. I think it's like it's way more dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the the melodrama is so yeah. strong mm-hmm. that usually when I'm on an anime kick, like Western media is just boring to me. Yeah, in general, yeah. like on the action side and on the drama side, mm-hmm. like no, no, I'm bored. I There's, need anime. <laughs> actually, the the YouTube video I mentioned earlier about why anime was better in Latin America <laughs> <laughs> than in the rest of the U.S. or something um, is. I think she mentions that one thing that's very interesting is that um, Latin Americans were used to telenovelas growing up. Oh. And telenovelas are damn dramatic. Like, yeah. We, you have those tense moments where you have like 30 seconds of like an intense soundtrack and like just like looking at somebody's like angry stare. <laughs> You've just, you've blown my mind right yeah. now because I can't stand watching a telenovela. Mm hmm. But I need that kind of melodrama in my anime. Yeah. Uh-huh. I live for that. Yeah. Why? So anime right. sort of there's that's sort of like a parallelism between Japanese culture and our own what? where we we the, the dramatic aspect of animation that you ha- you find no shame in dedicating five minutes to having a character just be depressed yeah. and talking about how depressed they are. Yeah. Um or angry, you know. And reanimating their com- their face completely just mm-hmm. to show that, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like we're going to draw different eyes and a different yeah. mouth and a different expression just yeah. to show. Yeah. Like like when they look downwards and it's just black lines over yeah. their face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, yeah, that, that that's I noticed that you like a lot of mecha. Is there something about mecha that really sort of I think I think even going back to like the original the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Mhm. The idea of Amuro just being this kid mm-hmm. who is thrown into this war, but he jumps into this big machine and he can control it, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. this idea of like the kid being able to 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 hold his own or, or save the other people, right? When the adults can't, mm-hmm. and and I love that about that that original series, where it's like, oh, Amuro's a kid, and they shouldn't let him do this, but he can, so we're gonna let him do it, and. Just like that fantasy, that robot fantasy, right? Of being able to to control something that big, to be able to be that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the idea of like, there's an instruction booklet, and if you study hard enough, you can be super powerful and save people. You know, yeah. Like it's it's more like a Batman fantasy than a Superman fantasy, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, I can I can use this technology to do something mm-hmm. because a lot of these kids, it's like they're just they're just controlling these machines yeah. and they can control them better than other people so now they can yeah. they can mm-hmm. you know take charge or, or save the day or something like that but it, i think it's it's that it's that sci-fi it's like it's the ultimate sci-fi fantasy mm-hmm. you know like to me the ultimate sci-fi fantasy isn't time travel right mm-hmm. isn't necessarily it's more like space travel and and mm-hmm. controlling giant robots and things yeah. like that yeah okay. androids things like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I or like symbiotic stuff. relationship yeah. with, with AI. That yeah. would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I love Ghost in the Shell and that whole world and all the series that there have been afterwards. Mm-hmm. I love the ideas that are presented there. And I think that Mecha is just like a very simple version of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you hop into a robot, you hop out of the robot. When yeah. you're in the robot, this is you, right? Like you can control that. You can fix the robot. You can upgrade the robot, like things mm-hmm. like that. But you're still human. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's where it is. But I mean, again, like different series, like Razafon is just weird, and Ava is weird, mm-hmm. and Gundam. I mean, depends on which one, right? But like those are war animes. Like they, yeah. those are just settings, mm-hmm. you know, for for other conversations. But yeah. I don't know. I like that 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 sci fi fantasy part of it. Yeah. yeah, man, this is why I wanted to ask this question because uh, I think we have 
very different tastes in mm-hmm. anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I like action anime. I like shonen. Like I, I'm also watching My Hero Academia and stuff like that. Yeah. But my go-to anime has always been slice of life animes. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I started with Fruits Basket. Yeah, yeah. And so I like anime that just hits my emotional core. Yeah. I'm like, fuck me up, fam. That's the anime <laughs> I want. You know, like I want anime that really like takes my heart throws throws it to the floor and like beats it up before putting a band-aid on it right so like what are what are your favorites or what are your like pinnacle examples of slice of life okay slice of life would be fruits basket mm-hmm. would be your lion april would be there's one called i that's this is definitely going to come up as an example in later <laughs> episodes um the pet girl from sakura high or pet girl from sakuraso okay um Sakura Hall, I think, is a very great anime about, you know, like trying to make it in art, like art careers and constant failure. That that very same concept of, okay. you know, trying hard even if you've failed so many times in the past. And it's it's a beautiful anime. I still get choked up when I think about certain scenes. So um yeah, I think those are very good examples. I've um, seen Fruits Basket, the the original anime. I mm-hmm. haven't read the manga or seen the new version, mm-hmm. but I've seen the original. There's a lot of changes. Yeah, changes that I welcome okay. from from the original uh, anime. old anime and the new anime. I don't. Um, rem- I don't. Rem- I barely remember. It. I remember mm-hmm. crying a lot. Mm-hmm. Does that sound accurate? Is that yeah? Sound that like- sounds yeah, accurate. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> you don't have to remember anything about the plot; just that you cried. I cried, yeah, yeah. a lot, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I love Ava because of that, right? Even if Ava is not a slice of life anime, it, it does delve a lot into those like just emotional feelings. Just like, have you seen Grave of the Fireflies? It's a mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, would that yeah. count as a slice of life? I don't know. Slice of life is usually like you're following the lives of certain people in their daily lives. Gotcha. gotcha. So yeah, um, that wouldn't really count. Yeah, More because dramatic. like the arc is a lot about how they were taken out of their lives. <laughs> um, recently, I've been watching the Magus Bride, mm. which is the ancient Magus Bride, which is a great slice of life anime. Okay. It's wonderful. Okay. It has action. It has like magic and stuff like that. Okay. But it's primarily a story about trauma and finding self-worth okay. through trauma. Okay. Okay. So it's it's a very, very great anime. So that's pretty much what I look for in anime. Do what do what are is that is that is that your go-to? Is that your slice of life? Yeah. Yeah. I part of what I love about anime is that it has these out there ideas, mm-hmm. right? It's not just Fruits Basket like had teenagers, but teenagers who, because they had a curse in their family, turned into animals when they were hugged. And it really explores how that just like weird concept changed their lives completely yeah. in yeah. ways that are still relatable to people who obviously haven't gone through that experience. Yeah. Right. And uh, just, just those crazy ideas is what draws me to anime because they can make a premise out of anything and it works out right yeah yeah i love that it's it's what i call the, the what ifs right it's mm-hmm. like, what if this was different yeah how would that affect everything else mm-hmm. you know you can you can tell stories because this one thing about this yeah. world or people is mm-hmm. completely different yeah yeah like parasite is a i think it counts as a shonen but it's a very good anime that works with you know, symbiotic relationships. But what happens if, like, a parasite that was supposed to, like, conquer the planet was sort of supposed to disseminate itself sort of just infects your hand? Okay. And so you have to create a bond with it, like a sort of venom <laughs> problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and uh, damn, it gets to some themes about pregnancy hmm. that are great. Okay. I think that anime is really great. Um, yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, just exploring this weird concepts and how they how they creatively like erased is a wonderful anime example. Okay. Um, stuff like that, like weird concept that they try to explain or like deal with complex themes, emotional themes that people go through. I think it's a very useful medium, and that's what I draw a lot from. Well, you're going to have to recommend a whole bunch of uh, slice of life anime to me because yeah. 
I haven't watched most of what you mentioned. <laughs> this is this is what's great about it. Since we have different anime tastes, yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing the audience will have a little bit of both. Yeah. Because it's a like a turn based uh podcast. Yeah. And so I will get to learn about anime I don't usually watch yeah. and you will get to learn about anime that you don't usually watch. Yep. Yep. And so I think those ground rules for this podcast, Otaku Ryoho, would be they're interesting okay and yeah. i think we're gonna play off pretty well with that yeah so yeah. so so what what are the ground rules okay so every time we're gonna start talking about a specific topic with an anime in mind mm -hmm. right so we're gonna have a conversation today let's say about you know like gender and fruits basket And then during the conversation, we might talk about suicidal ideation. So you might recommend an anime that you might be thinking like, you know, this theme I really liked. So I would like to discuss it using this anime for our next episode. Yeah. And so we're going to sort of take turns with that. But I think we're going to have to set some ground rules that are going to make that dynamic a lot easier to work with. I think you don't have to watch the whole anime. Right, yeah, I, I yeah, think that yeah. should be a good rule, yeah. because like if I recommend Naruto, like we won't have an episode until like a year from now. But yeah. I think a good way to maybe circumvent that is that maybe we could recommend specific episodes. Yeah, and we don't have to do that during the podcast per se. Mm -hmm. But like I can say, like you know, I want to discuss this theme with Naruto, and then. Off the podcast, I can recommend like three or four episodes. And, you know, if you're interested in watching the whole series, fine by me. But at least those four episodes are like required reading, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. And like, you know, we've been doing Geek Therapy podcasts for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like, okay, it's hard for me to, to talk to you about how I felt when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. But I can show you how I felt Mm -hmm. Through an episode of Fruits Basket, right? Yeah, like, that's the idea. That's and, great. And and okay, so there's like this really difficult idea that I want to explore, and I think that this series explores it really well. That's the like the game that we're playing here, right? Like we can, but over the years I've realized it's impossible to watch everything, right? Like if we're just mm -hmm. limiting ourselves to anime, and still there's so much anime, it's impossible, you know, to watch everything. So even even if it's just like looking at a wiki or watching a video essay that someone else made, I think is enough to be able to show, oh, okay, I get what you mean about that series. Mm -hmm. Like, I would love to watch every series, but I mean, we don't have the time to, to do that necessarily either. Mm -hmm. And these ideas come from, uh, like, kind of like that geek therapy model that came from um, um, me working with Uh, clients right in in a therapy in a, like a mental health therapeutic setting where they're saying like oh like i feel like this person in this book and sometimes it was enough for me to just say hey talk to me about it let me know what that's like because i haven't read the book but i would like to know what that was and they would bring mm -hmm. a chapter of a book or a scene from a movie you know like or even like just a a, a panel from a comic book was enough for them to show me what they were feeling and, and what they were thinking. That's great. So, so I don't think that we need... Yeah, like, I agree. I don't think we need to... There's no requirement that, like, you have to watch season one of this whole show to be able to, to join in on the conversation. Yeah, and to the best of our abilities, we should try to aim for anime that has a streamable option, uh, perhaps in Funimation, in there's a lot Crunchyroll. On there's Amaz on Amazon and on Netflix, there's a lot. Netflix Even on Hulu. Yeah. Hulu, Hulu yeah. has some, too. In the States, right? I mean, in other countries, there's... Uh, there's different options too, yeah. but then there's Crunchyroll and there's uh, Funimation. Yeah. So that whenever maybe the audience hears about an anime that they might be interested in yeah, and exploring yeah. a, a specific theme, they know where to look for it. Um, yeah, I think we'll always bring that up, right? It's like this you yeah. can watch on Crunchyroll. Right yeah. You can watch it on Netflix. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be really useful. Yeah. Um, more. These are more ground rules for sort of uh, the community. Okay. We are full supporters of both dubs and subs. Yeah, I don't see I don't see how either of those would make a difference in these conversations, right? Yeah, whether you watch the sub or the dub. I think there is there are differences that are worth discussing, which would be interesting. Okay, because okay. there is cultural translation, right? True, true. And sometimes a concept 
that in Japanese exists in the language.、Mm-hmm. Like when translated to English, it's lost in translation, but it's not necessarily lost. It just brings new meaning. Yeah, a meaning that people in the U.S. will be will understand better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And having those kinds of discussions, I would, I think, would be very interesting. Right. But you know, true, Japanese true. voice acting and English voice acting are both very veritable, you know, careers, and、uh, there's no need to, you know, like、yeah. this one or the other, and there's no need for that. Yeah, and mostly, like, I, I even even. I think in broad strokes, the、mm-hmm. meaning is still the same, right? Like, like、yeah. in, in general, there may be. I agree. There, there's, there's got to be some example, right?、Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, but like in this moment, they use this word、mm-hmm. in Japanese, but this word in English,、yeah. and really, like, I, I, I feel more like the Japanese、mm-hmm. version than the English version, or vice versa. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. But、and、I think for the most part, it doesn't like. There's no requirement to watch a sub or a dub. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah, and、um, another reason why. It's important to have dubs. It's、um, accessibility.、Mm-hmm. Like、yeah. I grew up with a friend of the family that was blind,、mm-hmm. and so he was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. But Dragon Ball Z in Spanish, yeah, right, because it was not only the only thing accessible, but because you can't expect somebody who's blind to read subtitles. Yeah, yeah, and so. You know, why would their experience watching anime be without dubs, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's very important.、Uh, sometimes, with as somebody who struggles with ADHD,、um, I want to be able to do two things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and watching anime with sound on is a lot better than just. Sitting and watching anime, sometimes I can fall asleep just reading the subs. Yeah, which isn't always the case, but. You know, accessibility is important. Yeah, for me, I'm a dub fan.、Uh, just because, like yesterday, the、mm-hmm. latest episode of My Hero Academia was only in Japanese,、mm-hmm. and I really wanted to watch the next episode, so I didn't wait for the dub.、Mm-hmm. I had watched every other episode up until then. So, I, but I watched the sub because I wanted to know what was next. I'm capable of watching subs, but the whole time I was, I felt like I was missing out on the animation. Yeah. Right. And and that's、mm-hmm. pretty much it for me. That's. I just、true. like I'm like oh like I want to see the details. I think I think the anime is beautiful. Like in general, right? I love that style,、um, the different styles of animation. I love what's happening, and I want to be able to see it. And if I'm reading, I can't appreciate it as、yeah. much. And that's that's basically the only reason why I'll、mm-hmm. I watch dubs over a sub. But like if I really want to watch something, I'll watch I'll watch a sub. I've watched、yeah. like I loved Attack on Titan, so I watched the whole second season、mm-hmm. subbed because I was like I'm not waiting for that dub. I can't、yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a great point, especially considering you really like action anime.、Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you know, ninety percent of what's beautiful about those animes is the animation. Yeah, just yeah. like.、Uh, Those action scenes, they they nail it.、Um, so yeah,、um, subs and dubs are equally valid. We won't tolerate sort of like that sort of hate in either direction. Yeah, and、uh, we do not endorse piracy. Right. Yep. Yep. So whenever we suggest an anime, we'll.、Um, It's somehow available. Yeah, we'll try to make it so that it it will be available in some form of streaming service. Yeah. Hopefully, a service that you know has some free options for those who are not you know afford it, but you know you can also contribute to the anime community. Yeah, by yeah, yeah. sort of paying for those services. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think should be added as a rule, or is a? I can't. I can't think of anything.、Mm-hmm. I think the most important one for me is like don't feel like I think it's open yourself up to talking about a show that you that you wouldn't usually talk about or watch、mm-hmm. and. I guess, and what I'm getting at is like spoilers are okay, you know. Like if if、mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me about a show that I haven't watched, I'm not gonna be like, no, 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 don't tell me what happened because like what happened is probably what's important and what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. So I I invite you to kind of be open to、mm-hmm. the idea that we're gonna talk about things that you haven't watched.、Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are some exceptions, probably like if it's it's, an, it's a current ongoing show and we're talking、yeah. about the latest episode,、mm-hmm. then that might be I don't know. You know, we'll we'll have to take it as a, on a case by case、yeah. basis. But for the most part, like I'm okay with you telling me everything about a show that I haven't watched yet. 
because I think that mm. might actually entice me to watch it. Yeah. And but most likely I won't watch every show we mentioned. So yeah. So um, assume that we're going to have a spoilerific discussion unless told otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. I mean, but like spoilers in the sense that not because not like we're going to say the whole story, mm-hmm. but just like there may be an important moment that we yeah. talk about in detail. Yeah. Not like, not necessarily the whole story. The fact yeah. that this character struggled with the death of a family, maybe yeah. it's something that's revealed in the second season, but exactly. it's something that we want to discuss. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, that could be another rule. And I think we should always recognize that we are talking about a medium that originates from another culture. Yep. So, yep. um, so, so, like in previous conversations, I thought that it might be good to the first episode, right? Like the the next episode, kind of taking that idea, and I proposed using the anime Excel Saga mm-hmm. to talk about that idea mm-hmm. because to me that was the first show that opened up. That made me think about Japanese culture itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Within because I don't watch that many uh, slice of life anime, right? So mm-hmm. so it's a little different. So so I propose or like what I want to do, right? I'm taking I'm taking my turn, right? We're taking turns here. So my yeah. turn, I want to talk about uh, Japanese uh, culture mm-hmm. in, and I'm, I want to start that conversation by using Excel Saga. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot to discuss there in terms of cultural sensitivity yeah. Yeah. and how we sort of maneuver around yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's great. Okay. That's our first round. Woo! Right? Yeah. Round one. Yep. Is this round one? Yeah. Okay. So round one. Round one. Done. Introduction. Done. I I, I presented the idea of the podcast. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it's my turn next. Yeah. <laughs> Using the anime, our lives. Yes. Okay. Do you have an outro? Um. Yeah. It's very. Sad and melancholic. Go for um, it. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. And sayonara. For more episodes of Otaku Ryoho, visit otaku.geektherapy.com. You can write, uh, if you want to write anything for us, There we have Twitter handles, which are going to be in the comments. Yep. of this podcast you can also write in the geek therapy forums that it's a great place to sort of uh, discuss something more in depth if you want to suggest themes that you'd like us to discuss in the future um, or animes that you think we should watch to maybe incorporate in one round we're welcoming all of those types of um, input from our audience yeah. and please like and review us on itunes like everywhere everywhere five stars if 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 you feel that it's deserved yeah yeah Yeah. this is a five-star introduction (laughs) thank you so much for listening goodbye bye